Welcome, everybody, to another episode of the Kingdom Conversations podcast. Whatever you're listening, however you're listening, we appreciate you so much for joining us once again. And we know we have been kind of off schedule, but, you know, I guess it'd be like that sometimes. But, <laughs> but um, yes, we just thankful for another opportunity, as we always say, to be able to come together and speak about, you know, have Kingdom Conversation, you know, uh as always we're always in the world having every other type of conversation but you know the world they really don't like to hear too much about you know righteousness morality you know morality is something that's more and more every day we're throwing that out the window you know it's so much hypocrisy among man you know it's funny um you know that whole Carter b and megan stallion song came out and Carter b came out and said that you know she wouldn't let her daughter listen to it she wouldn't let her daughter, you know, do the things that they portray in the video. But it's like, well, why are you giving it to everybody else's kids? You know, so <clears throat> stuff like that that goes on in the world, you know, all the hypocrisy and stuff like that. You know, um, the father has placed the mandate on us for to go out and, you know, um, be that voice, to speak boldly, to not be, you know, cowardly when it comes to speaking to things and, you know, um, going against what the world is trying to portray but I, i'm getting off before i introduce uh the co-host how you doing today Derek? <laughs> man, i'm good man i understand it's been a minute you got a lot in you that you're trying to get out i understand yeah but uh, you have any um starting off you want to say oh man uh uh just happy to be back and like you saying man just spreading light and really giving truth um and really I know that we, you know, we haven't been back in a while, but, you know, this is something that's much needed, and that's what I've been seeing lately. Like you talked about with Cardi B, but it's just so many things that are going on in the world. It's like, man, like, you know, I can't sit here and dwell in these things. Like, you know, I've been called out. Um, I've been, uh, what should I say, anointed to do, you know, what we're doing. Like, we are voices of truth, and we need to be the ones that speak now. You know, it may be few that listen, uh, you know, you would hope that there would be many, but the thing is, is that, you know, scripture says that the path is narrow. So we understand that, that you know, it's not going to be popular, anything that we talk about on here, um, because it's not what the world wants. What the world wants is to feel good, is entertainment. And uh, I mean, like you say, the world is full of hypocrisy. People say one thing and do another. Exactly. And, you know, I, I feel for the kids. I was telling my wife yesterday that, you know, I, I would hate to be born in 2020. You know, because I, you know, I feel bad for the kids and stuff like that. Just, you know, the people that they have to look up to, because, you know, every kid is just a sponge. You know, they're, they're not going to be anybody that just pulls everything they know from themselves. Everything that they learn is coming from outside sources that they take in as truth or they take in and they accept, you know. Mm-hmm. So and just the way the world's going and the role model or the so-called role models they have and, you know, people they're going to look up to. It's it's really just very far and few in between because the media is doing so much more. Even you know, especially during this COVID time, you know that's when everybody's saying like this is the time to pump out content, make a lot of content. So yeah. you know, you, you have so much more to like navigate through and discipline yourself to say I'm not gonna watch this, I'm not gonna look at that. I need to be focusing on this. And, you know, even myself as somebody who, you know, I, I deal with a lot of social media media, you know, you have to make sure you check yourself not to get caught up in, 
you know, the things that like, you know, you see a video that interests you, next thing you know, you're down a rabbit hole of watching, like, like man, I was just saying, watch like two hours worth of video. And I could have took the two hours and been either studying, you know, scripture, something about, about business, or, you know, just some more, you know, attain, uh, pertaining to uh, what you have going on in your life. So, but, um, hey, you, um, <laughs> you know, it's a Netflix documentary about that right now, about how um, basically social media and different things have been used in like, you know, Google, uh, like Gmail, even Gmail. Um, but everything is in a uh, basically competition for your attention. Mm-hmm. And um, it's on Netflix. I forget what it's called. Um, but it's really popular right now. And it's just uh, different people that have worked for the, the companies, the big tech companies, you know, like Facebook, Snapchat, Instagram. They're on there. And that they just believe uh, that it's kind of immoral um, that basically they're trying to uh, take up all your time. And it's done purposely. And just how, um, like you were saying, you know, it's easy to go down a rabbit hole because everything that you, you know, you look at it, you know, uh, they have algorithm algorithms that track it. And basically they trying to predict what it is that you like, what it is that you do. And then they suggest videos for you that, you know, the algorithm, um, or you could say AI, um, uses to predict, uh, what it is that you like to watch. So it just keeps sending you content after content, keep recommending videos that, you know, they're building a profile of you. Um, because, you know, that they say that the greatest thing, what is it that, you know, these big tech companies, they want to sell your data. But, you know, after watching that, you know, they really want to sell you. They want, <laughs> they want you to watch these ads and buy something yeah. because, you know. I mean, they're already studying your behavior patterns and everything apple already got your fingerprint it just seemed like every personal uh, intricate aspect about you you know yeah and i forgot it It was something that i was gonna say but uh oh yeah like yeah you know i can remember the first time when you know usually i'd leave from my home to go to work and so that was my typical but then one day I was leaving from not my home. So when I was leaving to go to work, my phone was recommending me like, so do you want to go here? And it like freaked mm-hmm. me out, man. Just <laughs> just like, how yeah. you telling me where I want to go? You a phone, <laughs> you know? Oh, I remember when we used to be in college, like you would uh, stop and talk to somebody. Next thing you know, the next time you got on Facebook, it was like, you know this person? Like, how did you know I just met? I, this is my first time ever seeing them in life. Mm-hmm. you know so uh, it's really really like i mean it's like you can't even think about something now without the next time you get on your phone they promoting it to you right. like hey uh are you in, interested in buying a car like how would you know that you know <laughs> so but yeah your I mean, google searches <laughs> that and like you know your you know your iphone is always listening it has mm-hmm. to be always listening to be ready for the command of like you know hey siri and stuff like that and the stuff that people just go through and we just hit accept and stuff like that. I mean, that's when you give them permission to do it, but yeah. Yeah. And that's what it is. It's actually a setting in the iPhone where it's turned on to like, listen to you, uh, without your, I won't say without your permission because you gave it permission, but, uh, without you knowing, um, and also like you say with the apps, everybody don't sit down and read them license agreements and, 
sit down and read through all the permissions that you've given it. We just hit accept and install the app, but we don't understand what rights we're giving the app to our data because, you know, we keep everything in our phone. If some people lose their phone, you know, that's their life. Um, pictures gone, you know, contacts gone. Um, what, what should I, on their calendar, that stuff gone. You know, if you don't have the things back business up. gone. Yeah. <laughs> if you don't have things backed up to a cloud or some external storage, I mean, it's all gone. Mm-hmm. Um, but uh, I know we've been talking a lot on this. Are you ready to get on the subject? <laughs> yeah. So the topic that we wanted to discuss today was about wealth and how it pertains to the kingdom and, you know, how we should think of it, um, you know, as um, born again believers and not even just as born again believers, everybody should, you know, whether you're born again or not, but, you know, you got the choice to, but, um, yeah, like, I could just, you know, I always like to start off with origins, you know, I passed it and, <laughs> you know, cram that in us, you got to start from beginnings and stuff like that, but used to go to Genesis every week, but, uh, <laughs> yeah, I know when we were growing up, when I was growing up, you know, I kind of, I kind of, I can honestly say I didn't have the background that most people had, you know, most people was having money because, or trying to attain money just because they wanted materialistic things. You know, they wanted a big house to cause the clothes and all that other stuff, you know, and, and growing up poor, especially, you know, a lot of black people were working so hard to attain that, you know, but not learning business. or not learning like concepts and stuff like that of how, of how to attain money and what you should do with it but just wanted it. So people were so quick to just go and sign, you know, mortgages or car payments and stuff like that. But, you know, on my end, you know, my mom always was really teaching me about not really needing materialistic things, but just having money enough to just do the things that you need to do, like pay your house, pay your car, pay this, pay that. But, you know, they really never taught us um, the power of money. They really never taught us the value of money. They really never taught us what money is really actually supposed to do for you and generational wealth and working in the kingdom and all that other stuff. You know, the most you thought about with money with church is tithes and offering. That's it. You know, um, other than that, you really wasn't trying to give to the church and stuff like that. But, you know, learning all the stuff that we learn um, now, you know, um, as far as like church and stuff, well, congregation I fast don't like us saying church but uh the congregation you know you figure out like even me you, you know I used to think like well I, if I don't think like them I'm good you know if I'm not materialistic I'm good but learning from a kingdom perspective and stuff even realize just being a person that like hey I just want money to uh just be good enough like to live good enough to just be able to have the things that I have you really learn like that's kind of a selfish mentality mm-hmm. and um, that's one thing that really like stuck with me when I really started learning, uh, kingdom concepts of just like, you know, what's your intentions of using these things? Like when Solomon was praying to Elohim and he was asking him, like, you know, I want wisdom and stuff like that. He didn't say, because I want to be the smartest dude in the room. He said, I want to learn how to take care of your people. I want to know how to take care of your people because I'm in that position. And Elohim was so, you know, astounded by what he said because it was so selfless. You know, he actually wanted that because of what he could do for the kingdom. And that's one thing our pastor really pushes on us. of just like, okay, you asking for something, but why are you asking it? You know, 
the scripture says that, you know, uh, the father give you what you need if it lines up with his purpose. And we are, money is another one of those things. Like, you know, money is a, basically a tool. And how do, how do you use that tool? You know, every tool has a purpose, a way you can abuse it. You know, so uh, taking money and, and, you know, investing it into uh, kingdom business, investing it into, you know, helping other people's lives, being a blessing, investing into a business, generational wealth that you can leave it for your kids. You know, those are the things that Elohim wants you to learn about money and how money should work. You know, we haven't even got into the principles of like investing and how you build money and all that other stuff. But, you know, even before that, we really need to get the foundation of like, okay, even if I give you this, what are you, what do you need it for? What are you going to do with it? Like, you know, I'm, I'm not, the father's not just going to give you money. If he knows you're just going to, as soon as you get it, you're just going to blow it on a Ferrari or something like that. So I, I can let you come in on that. Um, really with that, I mean, you said it, uh, well, I want to address when you said church, the thing about the, uh, the past, our pastor doesn't like us to say church because of the origin of the word where it comes from, ecclesia. Ecclesia, you know, it means the called out ones. But if you look at it in the Greek or look at the history of it, those are really the people that thought they were above others. And it was an upper class people that they called themselves the ecclesia. So really it's a, it's a term that you could say is some, you can say it's prejudice. Um, so that's why we don't use the term ecclesia. Uh, the Hebrew word is, uh, there are two, is uh, kahal and uh, adia. Uh, and those have two different meanings. One refers to the building. The other one refers to the uh, congregation, which Octavian was explaining. Um, but getting back on subject, the um, when it comes to like having wealth, like Octavian said, people uh, want to just blow it. They just want to get the money and blow it. And, you know, you even see people in the church that want to do this. So, you, you know, you see people that's rich and it's like, well, you know, are they rich because um, the father gave them that money? Well, the scripture says that he reigns on the just and the unjust. Um, but another thing is that that's not always the case. It's not always the father giving them money. There are unrighteous ways to obtain money. I mean, anybody can go rob a bank. You'll probably go to jail, but I mean, you can go do it and get money. If you get away with it, hey, you're rich. Um, and so we have to understand that that's why I even said kingdom business, because kingdom business is, is building wealth. And uh, there's a difference between being rich and having wealth. Uh, and I'll give a little bit on, on my background when it came to money. I was actually, uh, as a kid, like, I was one of the kids that grew up and I uh, got, like, everything I wanted. Uh, you know, if I asked, you know, my dad for it, like, I got it. And, you know, uh, I've seen kids that were like that. They grew up, you know, they spoiled and now they still just want their same treatment. They still just want to get whatever, you know, they ask for or they have a hard time adjusting to life, yada, yada, yada. But me, I was different, like, the stuff I received, I received, I was very grateful for it. And I never um, tried to, like, I took care of stuff I had. So, it had, you know, a lot of toys and stuff I had as a kid, like, you know, being in high school, I still had them same toys because, I, I mean, I took care of stuff. I valued it. Um, and a lot of times, like, um, the, the people that tore my toys were other kids. So they didn't value my stuff. <laughs> but um, just get, getting back to it, like, why I, what I was taught about wealth or how to obtain it, because, you know, like my father, he just had a good job. So 
I mean, growing up in a church, that's all I ever heard. Get a, get you an education. Get you an education. You know, black people at one point, we couldn't get an education. You know, we had, that was a while before we could go to college. You know, um, if you look at certain colleges, like I know uh, here in University of Memphis, they have a, a, like a plaque of like the first black students. You know, the big deal was at Ole Miss. Was it Ole Miss? Yeah, I think it was Ole Miss, where they had the first black students. And then it, like all yeah. these memorials for all these first black students to go to these colleges. Like we, um, you know, back in the day, black people couldn't do it. So once black people got the opportunity to go to college and get a advanced education, you know, they took advantage of it. But uh, then, you know, you gotta go work for somebody with that degree. So, I mean, we put so much emphasis on the degree, but you know, what about the job? And um, even working that job, you, you work that job and, you know, it's all about getting a 401k and a pension and all that. Just work till you retire, till you can't work no more to the system. Just get as much as they can from you. And that, that's basically what I was kind of, um, I know my mom would probably say nobody ever taught you that. Well, a lot of stuff can be indirectly taught, um, you know, by what your parents are doing. And that's what my uh, parents really wanted me to do was to get an education and get a, a really good job. Um, but that wasn't in me. I, I I was good at school. I'll say that. Or I, I say, you know, when it came to school, it was easy, but I didn't like it. And I'm like, I, you know, I had to work in a job. I was like, I can't do this forever. Um, so, you know, once I got born again, I saw why that was like, you know, entrepreneurship. Um, Cause I always thought maybe, you know, I was lazy, but like after I, I started my own business, you know, I've, it's been times where I've only gotten like three hours of sleep. And I'm like, man, like, you know, I really, I'm not lazy. I just wasn't um, focused on the job at that time because it was something that I feel like wasn't in me to do. I mean, now being older, you know, I do what, what I need to do for a job. But back then, you know, I just had a wrong attitude about it. So that was really my background on wealth. I didn't, like, like I even said, I had no idea about generational wealth. I just wanted to enjoy my money, just spend it. Um, because I always felt like, you know, one day I'm going to die. So I got need to spend all the money I can right now. <laughs> <laughs> um, but none of that is a kingdom perspective. Um, and so that, that's really like what, where I was coming from. And I didn't really know anything about taxes, about, you know, building a business. I, at one point I knew like that was what I was supposed to do. So I was just handing out business cards, you know, working on computers and phones and all type of stuff like that. But I had no idea of how actually to do it until, you know, I met uh, our current shepherd. And um, I'll let you go on, Octavian, because that, that's really just my background. Yeah. Um, you know, one thing that, you know, was like was coming to my mind as you was talking, you know, we both was kind of, you know, you could tell we kind of had a foundation to where it's like when it was time to start learning you know like we're way older we were in our like mid to late 20s when we finally found the shepherd that we were doing was just really like how difficult it was like for us like when you first found out about this stuff it's like yeah you can you know you can learn the principles like the kingdom teaches about money whether it's management whether it's investing and things like that but it's like man living one thing i've always thought of is just like living in america you know, with how capitalism is and how complex they made, like the different systems from like the banking system, you know, investing in stocks and stuff like that. It could, it was like really, really difficult to be able to really get to a point to where you really knew what to do. Like even learning principles of like management, investing and stuff like that 
when you started getting into stuff like credit card, credit scores, you know, um, you know, going, taking out business loans, interest rates and all this other stuff. It was just like, man, like, why can't it just be simple? Like, why can't I just make money, store it somewhere, <laughs> yeah. you know, just, you know, so it was, it was kind of diff- difficult in America, you know, I should say, well, I should just say in today's time, because, you know, everywhere is trying to basically get to where they're so modernized, but it was really, really difficult at first to try to get into this and learn this. And, you know, it, it almost kind of made me want to be mad at my parents and just like, man, I wish I would have taught me this, man. man. I, I just wouldn't be, you know, here. I remember first getting a credit card and my dad had just told me, he was like, you know, son, get you a credit card, build your credit. He would tell me that all through college, but he never taught, he never sat down and taught me about like APR and stuff like that. So, you know, when I finally did get a credit card, I just got one. I just got the one that they said that I applied, um, I was qualified for. And next thing you know, I'm getting a credit card with an APR, like 29%. Didn't know that you should, you know, whatever the balance is, you should uh, pay it all every month. You know, really don't have anything like left over because if you do at the end of the year, they have the right to charge you that on that APR and you get caught in the system. So it's just, it was just so much to learn and stuff like that. To where, like, I'm glad we're going through this so we can, you know, give it to our kids so they can learn, so they cannot have to go back and backtrack. And then we don't even get into, you know, like the African-American horror stories of kids who credit ruined before they can even, you know, realize what credit is. But, but yeah, um, so, but just saying that, but, yeah, when you get to, like, the, you know, Really, it's like when I think about finances from a scriptural standpoint, the two main things that, you know, stand out in my head is management and investing of Mm -hmm. what you should. And those are just, you know, principles that, you know, extend from money to, you know, even just your car to your house to everything, you know, Um, management and investing uh, relationships, you know, and that's one thing that I really had um, a time with because we had such a that poverty mentality. You know, I right. can remember being in college when it came to money management. You know, you get all your, um, you get your money, you pay your bills or whatever. And, you know, you out doing whatever. Then it come out that you got like $20 left in your account. So you'd be like, okay, well, I'll put like 15 in savings and I'll take five and go get me some food or something like that. And then by the time you get your next check, you're just like, man, you know, it used to always be a saying. People be like, you know, I don't know why I keep putting money in checking, I mean, in savings, and I'm going to just take it out. <laughs> you know, so it was, it was like no yeah. self-control of how you was managing your money and stuff like that. And then when times would get hard and stuff like that, when you needed some type of money that you could have had if you were saving, you know, we used to always. But it's just be like, oh, I always me, you know, start blaming somebody or why you ain't got no money and all this other stuff. Mm-hmm. And one thing that I always heard a lot of people say when I started like really getting into learning about finances was it's not about how much you make, but how much you save, you know, mm-hmm. how much you can manage, what you can do or what you have. And, you know, that's something that just having a poverty mindset, you just, you know, you were so used to having nothing. It was so easy to when you had something to go back to nothing that you would just put yourselves and those yourself in those situations to go back to have nothing. You know, why why was it that we were just spending so much to just go right back to like zero dollars, you know, 
and people will make you think like, you know, oh, I'm just living life. That's what you're supposed to do. Like, it ain't worth it if I just can't go, you know, get a $20 meal. What's the purpose of living? You know, like, you can't live no good life. And it's just like, it's about management and discipline. Don't you want to get somewhere? Don't you want to yes. do something? Don't you want to, don't you want to attain something? And you have to be, you know, I always say you can't live life the way you want and yes. then expect different, expect uh, it results like you was dead dedicated and worked hard for something like, mm -hmm. like you can't do it like how can you be so frivolous with money but then expect you want to like you know um you know one day have like let's just say drive a mercedes benz it's not gonna happen you know so and you know it's so much stuff we can get into with finances especially like coming from where we come from you know um you know learning that you really can't afford stuff just because someone say like, Hey man, yeah, this costs $20,000, but you give me, you just give me $150 a month and we good. It's like, like, that's a trap. Like if you can't afford it, you can't afford it. <laughs> you know? right. So, but yeah. Yeah. Um, and it was, a uh, the same thing for me as far as like, you know, not knowing what to do with money. And it was something you said, what was it? It was just on the tip of my tongue. Um really um for me growing up too it like especially being in college, you know, with, with money and stuff, just you know, just spending it and um uh, really I spent a lot of my money on fast food. That was my biggest thing. Fast um <laughs> and, and like you said, you know, if, if you didn't have it, you felt like you needed to get it. And um it was, you know, mine was just totally gone on just like the aspects of money. I didn't know what APR was either, you know, getting credit cards or building credit. I didn't know none of that. None of that was really just taught to me. Like I say, it was all about getting the education and getting a good job. But now, you know, I'm at the point to where I'm learning about finances and, you know, both of us having businesses, we know about investing, we know about building wealth and wealth really is ownership that's what wealthy is versus being rich. Anybody can have a good job and have a lot of money, but you know, once you gone and you give that money to somebody else, uh, I mean, they can just blow right through it. You know, that's being rich, you know, uh, you know, one thing that, that is good, you know, people who are rich, they can afford good life insurance policy. So when they gone, you know, they can have like a million dollar life insurance policy lead to somebody, but even still, that's just money. If your money is not making money for you, then, uh, that's not, you know, that's not ownership. That's just being rich. That's not wealth. I'm sorry. That's just being rich. And what, you know, wealth is ownership. You own a business, you own property, you own something that's making you money. So that, that's, that's what we're really getting to. And that's what kingdom business is all about. It's all about having um, assets. That's what it's all about. And, you know, uh, having assets that appreciate in value, like, you know, Having a bunch of cars, you know, that's having assets, but cars depreciate in value. So that, that's one thing we have to uh, really look at. Um, because really when it comes to Elohim, Elohim is um, about us not being ignorant. So many people believe that, you know, he doesn't want us to have money. You know, they, they say preachers preach their prosperity gospel, just sowing seeds. And I'm addressed there too just sowing seeds and expecting blessings. Um, yes, he was confused when he was working with Abraham. <laughs> uh, that's, what, that's what people believe and, and stuff like that. But, but yeah, even with Abraham, because Abraham, uh, I mean, he had people working for him. You know, Abraham and, and Lot's workers got into it. 
that's why uh, they end up separating. So you have to you have to look at the principle that was in scripture and what we have to get out of our mind is um, we have to get out the, the system that we're in because you got to look at Christianity. Uh, it's a religion and it has a system attached to it. It's, it's all about uh, making people dependent on uh, not only religion, but dependent on the system. You see people depending on the policies. If Trump don't get back in office, I don't know what conservatives going to do because, you know, they believe God put them there and they got to fight for uh, putting Trump in there. And I mean, we not for Biden or, you know, any president or any candidate if they're not promoting kingdom. So my thing is, it's just like I, I will uh, go after those that consider themselves believers because it's like, you know, it is so many misconceptions and you can get to a point to where you're deceived, where you believe, you know, this country is built for for Elohim, all uh, that, you know, the, the politics is based off of his system and it's not. It's man's system. And what man wants to do is get everything out of you. That's why I say, you know, you work for 40, 50 years, retire at 65, you know, it's getting pushed back now. We may not be able to retire till we 70. Um, it's so much that, that, you know, that we receive that's not of the kingdom because Elohim, um, uh, sowing seeds is really, um, it, it's true because, you know, that's what they would do. You know, a lot of their economic system or their currency was like agriculture and you had livestock. But today, if you bring it up to present day semantics, we have money. That's what we use. I mean, sowing seeds, like we, what we do is we're not putting seeds in the ground, but we're giving money, uh, in the aspect of, uh, if you read in Nehemiah, it has first fruits, tithes, and offering. We return our tithes because it doesn't belong to us. Well, we give first fruits and we give offering. And first fruits, if you look in Bereshit Genesis, you'll see that uh, Cain killed Abel. It was over first fruits. It was over the, the best, the first, and that's what I was always taught that that was the tithe. But that was first fruits that uh, Cain uh, killed Abel over. And you know, the, the first fruit is really what brings overflow. Um, because you giving you showing Elohim that you can give the best to him. And, and that's what, uh, we should do. If you look at the woman, cause the Elohim looks at percentages, it's not about how much you have. He's looking at percentages and what you can manage. The issue with people who don't have a lot sometimes is that because they don't have a lot, when they do get some, it'll be like those that had the talents. He took it and a little he had, he put it in the ground. Um, and that's the thing about people who are wealthy. A lot of times they can take that wealth and build more with it. And that's what Elohim is looking for to multiply. Um, but going back to that, the, the, uh, the first fruits is what bring overflow. And that's one principle that, you know, a lot of churches aren't taught today. Um, and you can't build wealth. I say it's working a job because, and it's so many people that, that will lose their job and, and will get depressed. They'll get depressed because they feel like they have no value anymore. They feel like, you know, I'm not worth anything anymore. You know, I don't have a job. I, I just can't do nothing. I can't make money. And it's like, that's not it. Elohim never was intended for us to be dependent on a job. He intended for us to be dependent on him. It's not us to provide for ourselves. It's him to provide for that. I mean, that's what the Shabbat covenant is all about. You know, what, what many call the Sabbath or, or the seven day. It's all about his protections and his provisions. It's about a covenant. That's what Yeshua was saying, that he was even Lord over the, over the Shabbat, over the Sabbath. It's not about us providing for ourselves. It's for us to practice principles. It's for us to be, man you know, to be managers. We have everything in Deuteronomy 8 and 18. I'm sorry, Debiram, which is Deuteronomy 8 and 18. It says that we are, uh, he gave us the ability to obtain wealth. 
And the thing is, you know, if they had the ability then, you know, Abraham, uh, you know, if you look at Yacob, uh, uh, Israel, once his name was changed, if you look at uh, Yob, if you look at, uh, which is called, who is called Job, if you look at them, they had people working for them. They were businessmen. They were owning livestock. They weren't working for others. I mean, uh, Yacob was when he was working for his uncle, but you look at him, he was a swifty businessman. And these people, what they did was they used uh, their management skills to grow what they had. It's not about, you know, you just having something. We think so many things in scripture just happen like that. Like, Time in scripture, uh, things that these are, uh, I won't say stories, there, there are occurrences in history that happen over time. And that's what some of the uh, Tanakh, what many call the Old Testament is, some of it is just history. But it's there to show us how they live. Some things were just recorded. But you, you got to look at in that history that they practice principles. And that's something that we miss today is that we don't practice principles because the Father has given us um understanding and all of that to to obtain wealth and then what what you do is you get in contact like we say it wasn't until we met our shepherd we met somebody who was doing this and who who was able to show us how to uh build wealth as well you see so many pastors just say you know go out and do this but, but i mean the pastor's investing you know you got pastors who got rental properties pastors who got um venues you got pastors who got they own businesses they use their money so their money could work from them the thing is is that not all pastors are teaching their uh you know they say members or or their congregation to do the same thing and that's and that's not how it should be because we all have access to the same uh wealth it's called kingdom common access and you see practices of it in uh in acts and i'll stop i know i'm going on and on and on um but yeah let me use you minister <laughs> <laughs> but you know really like a lot of what you say can really be summed up in this too just especially ignorance and it especially when it comes to like people in the church you know you talked about the church a lot um just religion I'm telling you, man, religion is so strong that you could literally read that Abraham was one of the wealthiest mans in the land. Solomon was the wealthiest king of all time. David was wealthy. The disciples, they all had their own businesses. Like, you can read all that, and it just don't click because you're like, religion has got you blinded to thinking, like, nowadays, you know, I mean, my goodness, Yeshua came back, he died for us. We got the Holy Spirit, direct connection back to the Father. We got all that stuff. And for some reason, we think now that those people back then that didn't even have the Holy Spirit, for some reason, they were rich and we're just not supposed to be in that fashion. That's just not for us anymore, you know. And, you know, religion is just so powerful, man. I'm talking about stuff can be just right in your face, but you don't perceive it. You know, you don't see it. You don't get it, you know, because it doesn't line up with your ideology to think that, you know, OK, let's think outside the box. Like, you know, what does the father say uh, about this? You know, one thing about religion, it didn't really make you, you know, seek the father. You only seek them when something was wrong. You know, you didn't seek them when things were good. You didn't seek them wondering what was the next steps. What should I be doing now? Like. You know, making every day to make sure that you made an impact uh, to show the kingdom in the uh, in the world. You know, it 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 was just so blinding. But you know, and you're definitely right with you know a lot of stuff you said. It's a lot, it's about practicing principles. You know, and you know once again it's ignorance. We just don't know them. 
And, you know, it, it, it was sad to people to see the pastors. They, they going around in their nice cars, going back to their nice house and stuff like that. And, you know, we just sitting around, you know, just hoping and praying. It's like, well, why does it seem like you're teaching us that we'll have it on the other side, but it seemed like you got it right now. <laughs> you know, <laughs> it just it just didn't make no sense. But, you know, you know, religion just made you accept it because your people did it before you, their people did it before them. You know, it just was what it was, you know. Um, you know, you didn't even, you know, they just told you, like you said before, just get you a nice job and it'll be OK. Get you a nice get you a nice job with some benefits. You know, get, you got to make sure it got them benefits and, you know, everything will be good. But, you know, that's why I'm so thankful for our shepherd, man. You know, from breaking stuff down, like you said, from, you know, managing well to invest into the Shabbat, you know, all these things and how they intertwine and stuff like that. Like, you know, uh, I'm telling you one thing that like, you know, really got me, too, was because, you know, I came from, you know, like a lot of us uh, did. I used to listen to a lot of secular mu music before I got born again in the message and secular music was just get money. While you working, while you sleep, I'm working. 20, work 24 hours a day, you know, no sleep period. And then you get into the kingdom way of uh, doing things. And the scripture is telling you, you know, don't run yourself ragged chasing no money. You know, the Shabbat tells you work six, rest one, you know. Mm -hmm. And that was kind of like a hard thing because it's like, man, like, how do I, how do I get to where they are if I'm not working as much as they are? And then that's where it goes back to Elohim being your provider. You know, uh, listening to what he's saying, you know, a lot of people are out here doing a whole bunch of things that really they're not supposed to do. But if you listen to Elohim, he's going to lead you and guide you into the areas that you're supposed to do. And why, um, and really when, once, <laughs> once I learned of focusing on what it was that Elohim told you to do, you realize that you have enough to do in those things to keep you busy instead of trying to work on this work on that i'm trying to make three businesses happen at the same time like i'm telling you, when he give you your one to work on you realize it's a lot to do when you're following like what he tells you to do um i lost my train of thought but trying to go off on that tangent but yeah like um you really just have to listen to him and let him be your provider because if you listen to the world man i'm telling you like it's it's really really sad how they spin the narrative of just like you know um you know, go to college, get you a degree, um, work a job all the way until you're like 60 something, retire and then live out the rest of your days, you know, um, doing whatever it is that you're going to do. They spend their narrative to make it look so good. But really, all it is is the education system preparing you to work a job. You get uh, out of college, you work a job. They basically use you up until you get to an age where you start to decline and they get rid of you and bring in somebody else. I see men at FedEx working, they be there 50 years, DJ. And when they retire, the most they give you is a cake. They put a cake out there with your name on it, a little FedEx poster that says, thank you for your years of service. Everybody sign it. And they might give you like a watch or something, like a FedEx watch. And then after that, that's, that's it. You out the door. You go on. They give you 40 years of service, 50 years of service for a cake, a watch, and a poster. And that's it. And, you know, I'm sure they give you some type of benefits and stuff like that. But was it worth 50 years of investing your time and your hard work when you could have been doing it for yourself and made endless more money, like infinite more money? The ceiling is limitless when you um when you go 
and uh, do it for yourself. But one thing, you know, I really don't want to make sure, I, mean, I want to make sure that we don't miss out since we're talking about finances. Like you said, you got to make sure that you're paying your tithes, your first fruit, and your offering. Because mm-hmm. if you're not doing that, then basically you're basically telling Elohim that, you know, like, hey, I'm responsible for my own finances. You ain't got to worry about it, you know. Don't, <laughs> you know, and, you know, you have to learn that the kingdom is, is a government and it works on a system. And if you want the benefits of that government, of that system, then you have to abide by the laws. It's just like in America. If you want the benefits of being a citizen, you have to obey the laws. What happens when you don't obey the laws? You lose your rights as a citizen. You go to jail. They separate you from society. And then at the same time, when you come out in America, it seems like they try to make sure that they keep that stain on you, that you're, uh, you know, a lawbreaker on you for the rest of your life, you know. So you always in a constant upward battle. But, yeah, I mean, when it comes to ties, you know, everything has a specific meaning. You know, ties is rebuking and devouring and making sure that you have enough to last and endure. Ties, I mean, all, first fruit is where you say that you basically get the overflow. And then offering is free will giving. You know, you give and then the Father, you know, says, test him, watch, I'll make sure that I, you know, do everything that I said I'm going to do. You invest, you know, that free will offering into the church and then you get, I mean, into the congregation, into the kingdom, and then you get it right back in return. You know, even more pressed down, running for, you know, that whole scripture, you know, the whole thing that everybody was teaching. But, um, yeah, so, you know, we really have to learn these things. And, you know, that's another thing we have to learn about Elohim. People be expecting him to do something without you doing nothing at all. Like, he's supposed to honor you and you haven't done anything. Like, you know, oh, Lord, why am I broke? Why am I this? Why am I that? I thought you were supposed to take care of us. It's like, man, you haven't even paid your tithes. You can't expect someone to do. You know, a lot of people just, I be hearing people saying stuff like, oh, why do you believe there's a, uh, you really believe there's a God? You really believe there's somebody in the sky who just heals people when you ask them to? You know, it's just like, man, you know, man is so prideful. You know, a lot of people will be sitting there just like, why does God allow this stuff to happen? Why does God this? Why does God that? You know, they don't ever think like, you know, why is God obligated to do something for you? You know, um, you know, he, he has a kingdom. He runs a government. What government is going what government does anything for people that, you know, aren't citizens of that country? You know, um, why why would he give you benefits of being a citizen and you're not a citizen? But at the same time, people don't get teaching like that. They just believe that, okay, you know, God is real. He made us like this. He's just supposed to take care of us because he made us right. And, you know, it's, that's, that's real, like, a selfish way of thinking of things, especially when everybody, if you just be honest, you wake up every day doing what you want to do yeah. and then expect when stuff go bad, like, okay, God, fix it. Mm -hmm. Why would he? It it don't make no sense. Nobody else in the world would do it. Nobody else would do it. Like, use common sense. If somebody called you only when they wanted something, you would be mad. You would stop stop messing with that person. And people just think, you know, uh, people think love is stupid. That's what they think it is. That's, that's, That's what it really is. People think love is being stupid. You know, it, it kills me, like, you know, just kind of getting off top, but it kills me to see, like, you know, um, parents who really just can't, you know, let their kids go and stuff like that. You know, we I, there's a TV show we watch, me and my wife, and it's this mom. The only problem she she has in her life is because she won't let her kids go. 
they they do everything. They're out here into everything, just just acting a nut. And it's like they just always come back to her with the mess. And she's trying to fix them, save them. And then next thing you know, her life is getting bad. And it's just like you you can't you can't like save people. You can't make people. If people don't want to change, it's nothing you gonna do for them. They gonna mess your situation up. And you know that's one uh, teaching I'm glad Pastor you know taught us of just like you know. Uh, you know, I know kids gonna bring hell in my home. You know, <laughs> open the portal to hell in my home. But uh, I got kind of got off on a tangent. But yeah, you just can't expect Elohim to just be out here doing stuff for you just because you exist. You know, mm-hmm. they they just try to act like he's so simple. Stuff bad for me, do something right. You know, so. But uh, yeah, when it comes to finance, we have to make sure that we abide by the laws of the kingdom. Or you you just can't expect yes. all this stuff that we're talking about. Yes. We uh for Elohim to uh bless you and and you know um you know put his hand in what you have. You have to make sure that you are following the kingdom uh rules, not not just financial, but even all the way to you know just making sure that you're in right standing and stuff like that. Um, just all around, you know this 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 you know people used to always uh, say that you know uh, uh um the having a relationship with the father is really not just religion. It's more of a relationship, you know, and, and even though they, you know, kind of be off with the other stuff they teach, that concept is basically true. Like Elohim is, is interested in every single part of your life. Like it is, it is, it is astounding being born again. When I learn about the different things that he wants me to change. And I, and it's just like, man, that matter to you, you know, like I got to change in this area too like oh like everything but you know it that's how it is and you know we just really have to break free of this religion that we've been taught because it's it's just it's gotten us farther off i mean my goodness like you you was off when you was just you know um living in darkness not born again and all that other stuff but then you get born again and like the scriptures say like he he was telling them um them people like uh you go out and you get people saved and you make them more of a uh, mm-hmm. child of hell than yeah. you are, you know. Mm-hmm. So, but yeah, yeah. And you're completely right, man. Even on your tangents, like you told me, let the Lord <laughs> use you, hobo show. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> um, and, and like I tell you, was saying it's really practicing the principles, practicing the laws that I already said here because there is a. a Kingdom economic system, there is access to kingdom commonwealth. All these things are in place. They're all throughout scripture. Uh, you know, it, that's what Elohim does. Is What's the scripture? Um, Elohim is the one that conceals a matter, but it's the king that has to find it. Yes, I know I'm paraphrasing. The king to search it out. Right. And then, so, so the, uh, the matter that there is his word. So we have to, yes, the honor of the king to search it out. But what we have to do is search his word. You know, the kingdom has to be pressed into uh, the Bible and take it by force. So it's for us to really get in the word and discover these things. Because, it, you know, uh, Yeshua talked about parables. Uh, and the parables were keys. But those that weren't invested, those that weren't scholars, they couldn't receive. They couldn't, you know, hear or understand because um, they really didn't um, put in the time. And so if you're not putting in the time, don't expect to get anything out. You know, same thing with anything that you do. If you don't put anything into, uh, you know, like education or school, don't expect, you know, a good GPA. Um, 
And it's just so many principles that, that you know, the world uses that come from scripture, what the father has already put here. Um, I was, what was I in yesterday? Yesterday I was in this, um, this, this group, I was in a meeting and they talked about, um, meditation it just talked about how good meditation was good for you and, and how meditating can can help um with what should i say uh just your thinking and, and with anxiety and with your mental health and i'm sitting here and i'm just like you know that's a principle that elohim put here because you know it talks about uh matthew yahoo matthew 6 and 33 but seek ye first the uh kingdom and his righteousness and when he's talking about that word seek there it's really talking about meditate it's talking about meditate on his word we should be constantly being meditating on his word you know that word about hidden in my heart that i won't sin against thee it's all about having that word and you get it in your heart by not just reading it but by meditating on it. that word resonates with you. you you know you think about it when something come up the first thing that comes out of your mouth is the word you regurgitate it because you know this is what you live by when uh satan came to test him the old serpent, he, uh, you know, tried to use the word, but Yeshua gave him the word and gave it back to him with understanding. And that's what many people don't have is understanding of the word because there is a meditation. Even in these financial principles that we're talking about today, in order to receive them, you have to meditate on the word. It's easy to take what somebody's saying, you know, and try to go out and do it. But if you don't have understanding for yourself, you don't know how it works, how it operates. Anybody can use a computer, but does everybody know how a computer works? And if you don't know how it works, there's so many things that, you know, you don't have access to, you know, you don't know that, um, what can I say? I tell you, you don't know that if, um, you know, you can maybe hook up an external monitor to your computer to where you can have another screen. So now you got another screen and it makes it easier for you to work. So now maybe you could do double the work as opposed to having that one monitor. You can only do one, you know, one job, but it is really what having that knowledge and understanding of how, you know, this system works. So yeah. that's what we have to understand in order to be overcoming believers. It, it's all about knowledge, um, wisdom, and understanding. Um, knowledge is just knowing. Wisdom is application. Understanding is knowing how to use it. So th that is what we really need as kingdom citizens. And, and, you know, the time is out for us to be, you know, just being ignorant. We need to, to know because – um, many people don't like I was talking about the prosperity gospel. Many people don't believe that the father wants them to have money. They don't believe that because they feel like, um, you know, we're not supposed to have what is it, heaven on earth. Uh, somebody told me, you know, that's what Jehovah Witness uh, teach. But I'm like, we're the scripture clearly states that he wants uh, the will that's done in heaven to be on earth. So if we are supposed, and you know, we made his image and his likeness. We saw Yeshua call a, uh, in scripture, call a fish up and get money. We saw in uh, Lucas, uh, in Luke chapter eight, where he had those in his ministry uh, that were funding his ministry. We know that Judas was over the finances. So we know that there is instances of money in scripture and that um, nobody wants to talk about. Just, just pay your tithes so the church can keep running. That's religion. And Octavian said it time and time again, we got to get religion out and we got to get kingdom in what what is the scripture saying what is it you know when it comes to money, not just having the money but having the right heart and motives when it comes to money what are we going to use the money for the money the money that you have is not for you you, you know you, you got money to uh i mean like all of it don't belong to it. like i said it's for the father help your local ministry we got the kingdom has to grow in order for the kingdom to grow you got to put finance into it money is a tool how am i getting from one place to another i need money in order to do it how can i have all these instances to draw people in you know 
uh, people build these big buildings so others can come and be a part of, uh, of their church and their religion. It's not even about that. You know, um, I know our pastor shared a vision where he wants to be a homes for, you know, single mothers. He wants to be a homes for kids that are in college that were ignorant like me and Octavian and just wasting our money. <laughs> but, you know, we're trying to create tools or access to these resources so that they don't fall in these same uh, pits that, that we were in. So it's really understanding that we're not using money for ourselves. It's who can you be a blessing to? And I'm not trying to uh, cast my pearls before swine. I'm not trying to give my money to somebody that's going to trample over it and waste it. I'm going to invest my money to somebody who's going to use it and, and it's going to help them grow and they're going to go and do the same thing. It's, again, it's all about multiplication. If you really look at the number 12, the number 12 is about multiplication. You see that Yeshua took 12 scholars. 12, that's all he had. It was 12 that was faithfully, faithfully there. You know, you see thousands that were around them, but many of them left. Um, but it was the 12 that were always there, and they took the message, and they multiplied. And uh, it's really uh, understanding how these principles work in the kingdom and how profound numbers are in order to use these tools in order to benefit our lives. Because as long as, I'll tell you, say it again, we keep pumping ourselves full of junk from social media, from TV, we won't receive these. Uh, I won't even say blessings. We won't receive what the Father has for us because the thing that we're focused on is what pleases us. And it's not, a, and Scripture says, in order to please the Father, you please Him with faith. And faith is not wishing and hoping. Faith is living out of the Word. And I can't live out the Word if I don't understand it. So that's my rant. You got to watch your back in these streets, man. Talking about the money ain't for them. Like, I worked hard for this money and it ain't for me. <laughs> what you talking about? You know, you, you have to really invest in this stuff, man. You really have to. I mean, my, you know, I remember I moved to Nashville, Tennessee. And it was a time where eventually I told my pastor, I was like, man, you know, I really kind of feel like John the Baptist because it's like all the time I spent in Nashville, I was literally just by myself a lot of the time. And it was like every day, nonstop, I was, I was investing. I really didn't know what I was doing in. I was really just investing in the kingdom. Like, I, like when I was at work, I was listening to uh, teachings. When I was at home, I was listening to teachings. I was reading scripture. I was doing, I did this for like a year straight, you know, until I had that solid foundation and I, I, I knew the voice of the Holy Spirit so that when you go and like read scripture and stuff like that, you can um you can grab that understanding because illumination only comes through the Holy Spirit. You know, uh, a scripture that came to my mind when you were talking was that scripture that people use all the time, like the Lord will supply my all my needs according to his riches and glory. And when I figured out like mm -hmm. that scripture ain't for everybody to just be quoting and saying, like those people um invested in Sheol, they did an action that, you know, Sheol was able to come back and say, like, because you did this, my father is gonna do this. Not just because, you you know, just because you existing, you expect that you go receive something that's laziness, you know. Another thing I, another thing that I realized is, like, being people that depend on miracles and stuff is laziness. Like, you know, stop, stop, yes. stop waiting for a miracle. Go do something. You know, like, <laughs> I mean, I tell my wife that a lot of the times, like, not that my wife does anything wrong, but it's just, it be on me all the time of why I work. I'm just like, I'm not waiting for no miracle. You know, um, like I'm, I'm not waiting for that to happen. You know, Miles Monroe said, like, waiting for miracles is just like playing the lottery. You want all the, uh, the all the benefits with no effort. 
you said a lot. <laughs> but uh, yeah, you you definitely right in what you were saying, man. Because you know, we we really have to go get the understanding. Of this it kills me when I can I can go see grown men sit here and break down LeBron's stat sheet from rookie <laughs> year to seventeenth year in the NBA. Well, you know. LeBron, he ain't had no help when he was with the Cavs. This why he to go when Jordan was doing. It's like y'all can break this down so smooth, mm-hmm. so right. nice. But when it come to like leading your family through this word and stuff like that, or just even like you know, how how is knowing like what LeBron did ever since high school gonna help you? You know, lead generational wealth for your family. How's that gonna help you in it? Not saying you can't know, but my goodness, know something else. You know, um, so. It really kills me, you know, it really kills me to just see, you know, men out here just not, you know, leaders, just not walking in their vision and stuff like that. But, yeah, we have to make sure that we're studying this stuff and learning it because, you know, not, not only with religion, but you have, like, scriptures. They're not um, translated the way they're supposed to. It's a lot of transliterations in it. So you have to make sure that you're not, you know, getting any misconceptions from how they word things and stuff like that they put in whole scriptures that he never said so many people just rather live to please their flesh their whole life than just rather like go out here and just try to do stuff the right way on on this side of things you know and it's great to have people that have like you know that motivation to use their kids or their wife or their families and stuff like that as to why they make changes in their lives but you have to want to do it for yourself you really need to figure out you know um how to do this stuff right and the only way that you can figure out how to do stuff correct is you have to go to the person who created it you know um when you get your cell phone you know you really you know when apple releases you know you got to bring it up to modern terms when apple releases the new uh ios you know for the phones and stuff like that you have to go learn from apple everything that you're supposed to do with this or how to do with this to be able to understand it fully, to know how you can go and actually work on it. And life is the same way. You know, when it comes to life, you know, DJ said something about meditation. Why does meditation work? Who made that? Like, how, how, how is that working for everyone that you can say that and it applies to everyone here on mm-hmm. earth? Somebody created it to be that way. Mm-hmm. And we need to go figure out who was the person who created it to be that way so that we can know that we're doing life right the first time and not just coming back like in our later years and stuff like that. And some people not getting it at all of how to make sure we do this life right the first time. So, you know, I guess, <laughs> I guess, uh, you know, what the church used to say, this our altar call, you know, if you ain't born again, you need to get born again, man. Like you, you not go back. The devil is so crafty. The devil is so crafty. You know how many people out here look up to celebrities like Will Smith and all this other stuff. Because they seem like they got it right. They got the money. They got the cars. They got the clothes. They seem like they got the nice family. You know, they live in, They got it together and stuff like that. But DJ told us, like, you know, the father ain't the only person giving people stuff. You know, so you can live your whole life, get to the get to the judgment, and then the father be like, I, I didn't I didn't have nothing to do with what you got going on. You know, like, but Lord, I I did this. I helped that. I, you know, I was, what do they call them, a philanthropist? You know, I gave so much money. I was doing this. I helped people. It's like, that's cool. I had nothing to do with that, though. You didn't wake up every morning asking me what you were supposed to do. You didn't truly seek a, comp- a, a relationship with me. You didn't really want to know my will. Be honest. 
be honest. I know you know you did what you wanted to do. You know, mm. so that's all I have. I know we kind of been on for a while. <laughs> yeah, I think that's time, man. Uh, all the time but, we have. 